0: Listening to your computer cry for its life.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: <laughs> reminded me of this story that one of my friends told me. So, his mom's mom passed away, and she was late to her own mom's funeral because she was on the phone with Toshiba.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: And so, like, she bought this piece of shit computer, Uh and it, like, it wasn't working, and then her mom died. She was like, oh, fuck. Right? She's running out of time. Running out of time to return the computer has to to deal with it that day, even though it's her mom's funeral. Yeah. So she's on the phone with Toshiba, Uh which is how they said she kept saying it. And um, Mm -hmm. so one of the kids walks in, like, Mom, we're going to be late for Grandma's funeral. Mm Mm-hmm. She goes, I'm dealing with the Toshiba! Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it just made me think. And aren't we all? Aren't we all? In some
1: ways. And dealing it got with me Toshiba. thinking. Yeah.
0: I don't know if you had this experience, but no. in the early 2000s, every mom had a Toshiba laptop.
1: Oh, no. That's for money people.
0: Money people had Toshiba?
1: No. Money people had
0: laptops. Oh, um, you guys didn't have. No. Your mom maybe. didn't have a Toshiba laptop. No.
1: My mom is. I don't think. I don't think my mom had a laptop until like 2018 really yeah i mean maybe maybe before that okay maybe I maybe i'm like
0: my I house know. was like always full we of had a
1: desktop like we had desktops but it was in the living room next to the tv so like it was it was a part of the culture of our family
0: so my sister would be the first one to get a laptop And then that laptop would be passed down to me. Uh And then I would pass it down to London.
1: And then London
0: would pass that one down to Gage. And poor Gage, I don't know if he's ever had technology newer than 15 years. Oh,
1: (laughs) poor little. You know, when
0: you're the youngest, you just get.
1: You get like the iPod shuffle. You get the iPod (laughs) shuffle. 2022. (laughs) Speaking of which. Speaking of which. I'm Sammy. I'm Skyline. Welcome to our podcast. Uh, If I'm a bit nasally. Uh, forgive me, I have yet again another sinus infection. Although, you know what? There's so many reasons why this sinus infection could have been caused, but um, I just stepped out on the balcony today and looked down and our, you wouldn't know now because it was like raining, but like our grill and our table outside was completely covered in a golden yellow dust of pollen from the fucking pine tree hanging over was it really yeah bitch it was concerning it was actually like nightmarish because george and i were sleeping with the fucking Windows door open. open to our balcony I'm surprised. right off I'm like surprised. the limbs of the pine tree have come in and tickled my nasal cavities in the middle of the no, night i'm
0: surprised you guys didn't wake up covered in a golden sheen <laughs> okay let
1: me every night
0: <laughs> from sweat
1: <laughs> Well, other things <laughs> P? I don't know. No. <laughs> I don't know. Fairies.
0: So I have the nothing. The line
1: for my computer has turned back on because we bumped the table. So maybe I should just shut it off. Shut
0: it off. So it's
1: like, help me.
0: I did a little life hack and I want to tell our listeners about this. Okay. So uh, I'm sure a lot of our listeners work at places where technically it would be inappropriate to have earbuds in your ears.
1: Oh, you know, is that what we're like,
0: at that's you know, like let's say you, you work, know,
1: like the nursing home, <laughs> like at the nursing home,
0: you know, I should be able to hear a cry for help. Should Or, you? or let's is say that you what work. They pay you for no. Mm-hmm. They pay me to literally dance and like sing to the library at the library. There's a million places where you shouldn't have your earbuds in if you're on the clock, and you know we all just know where we should and where we shouldn't. Anyways, Amazon has on sale their Amazon Echo Glasses. Did you see this?
1: I mean, you were telling me about them. Anyways, I I got them
0: and they will be here in the mail tomorrow.
1: Right, okay, but echo glasses, how are you gonna wear your regular glasses? Oh, you're gonna put in your
0: contacts. I'm gonna put in my contact lenses.
1: Stop, you sneaky little mm-hmm. Slytherin. And so now it's
0: just going to look like I'm wearing glasses, but I'm really going to be listening, listening to, to true crime podcasts in yes.
1: audiobooks.
0: <laughs> you
1: deserve it, bitch. They pay you like shit. You they might, pay me like it, shit. Like... might as well
0: treat them like shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, absolutely.
0: And... I haven't had a chance to test them out yet. So this is the part I'm most excited for mm. because uh, you don't see them at stores. I know that these exist, these ideas of smart glasses mm-hmm. that beam audio into your ears, but I've never had a chance to actually try one out. Mm. And these are not bone conduction. They,
1: mm.
0: but they're similar. They, they beam the sound into your head, but they don't use b- the bone. Like oh, other. Oh, so it's
1: literally just like a speaker. It's,
0: it's like a speaker on the side of your head, People but
1: are going to be standing next to you and be like her mangled body her mangled was body. hanging from the second floor. <laughs>
0: Literally. Did you guys hear that?
1: Police say that they so, found digits on the floor with the digits? fingers.
0: <laughs> oh, that was found. To was this a stri- day. Oh, it was a Streisand CD <laughs> and a mini-disc single of
1: Training Men. <laughs> People don't know where the missing vehicle was. Oh. Uh.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that, that was that one was terrible. I was gonna, when I was eighteen, okay.
1: Like do you want to hear? So close.
0: You want to hear something that wakes me up in the middle of the night?
1: Uh, this wolf, I don't know, do I?
0: Yes, this okay. wakes me up in the middle of the night. Okay. Speaking of lost cars, when I was eighteen years old, I gave a random man on the street my car for three hundred dollars, like with my license plate, gave him the certificate, like the wait. The title. How old were you? Eighteen.
1: Why would you do that?
0: Because it was broken. I mean, it technically was running, but I didn't know how to fix it, so I just gave this man my car for $300. And the license plate. And the license plate, and the title, and the registration, blah, blah, blah all how that. How
1: did... Th- I'm just, I need more information. How did this come to be? Were you broken on the side of the road, and somebody pulled over and was no, like, I'll broke, buy your car No, I broke down you? in
0: my apartment complex, and okay. I posted an ad on Craigslist. Oh, And, okay. like, a bunch of men showed up. And they, g- they gave me, like, $300, and they towed it away. But I was thinking... What if they had never changed the ownership of the car?
1: Yeah. Right. You have to, like, did you go to the state? Did you, like, have the title with you?
0: I gave them the title. And, like, I signed it over. But I didn't do it in front of a government employee. I just signed a piece of paper. But I was thinking, what if they were blowing through red lights and stuff? Okay. And, or what if they were driving through toll roads and they okay. were taking pictures of the license plate, but they had never changed it over. I know this is the thought that keeps this me is up at night. the inner sometimes. workings
1: of a Virgo. It's fine. Like
0: even though that was ten years ago, uh, I still wake up thinking, "What if the Texas really, government is after me?" I
1: really thought this would be
0: more interesting, but I was thinking maybe you had a similar story. Like you have a random. No, car I've out never there.
1: fucking sold my car randomly because to it just stopped working. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lesbian. I fixed that shit. It was
0: making a weird noise, so I was like, you're gone.
1: Yeah, you're you're out of my life.
0: Okay, but relatable. Uh, Um. That was the longest intro of all time.
1: I mean, that wasn't really an intro, but like... What was that? What was that, guys?
0: It's getting hot in here already. Yeah,
1: I know. We had to turn off all the fans.
0: It's going to be like one of those moments where I have to wipe the salty sweat out of my eyes.
1: You know when you're like the temperature becomes so hot that you hover above your body spiritually yes. i feel like it's going to be one of those like really metaphysical astral projection feeling but it's really just or, that my body's overheating so like I'm actually if we
0: listen back to this podcast episode it's just going to be us telepathically communicating and we never actually <laughs> spoke into it's the microphone
1: <laughs> distant sounds of my <laughs> laptop screaming for it's Bittersweet end of life.
0: I think last week I said there was something we were going to talk about this week.
1: Oh, are we? I really thought that you were just going to say that we weren't going to talk about it.
0: Oh, and this is the story. This is the scoop. I haven't revisited this, so I've forgotten what it's about, but I still have it pulled up and I I still have everything highlighted. So let's explore (laughs) this together.
1: Sounds good.
0: This article, I think I remember mentioning it was from 1998. So I like these little vintage pieces.
1: If you (laughs) don't shut your fucking whore
0: mouth. so
1: Happy Pride Month. I'm going to kill a gay.
0: (laughs) This article is called Red Flags and Religious Coping, Identifying Some Religious Warning Signs Among People in Crisis. Mm. And it's from Bowling Green State University. And this is the little synopsis. This study attempted to identify some of the signs of ineffective religious involvement in coping, Drawing from a process slash integration model of efficacious. Is that how you say efficacious? Effic. Efficacy?
1: Defecation?
0: Effic. Def- <laughs> defecation coping. Three broad types of religious warning signs were defined and 11 subscales were developed. These subscales were administered to a group of Roman Catholic Church members and two groups of college undergraduates who experienced different types of negative life events in the past two years. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> the so th- college
1: students, are like. Yeah man, yeah, I don't man. know man, like a negative
0: things have been it's happening.
1: Like, I couldn't get the beer I wanted and it was just like such a bummer, and man. It was a red flag. It was such a <laughs> red flag. Like I went to the what same place I always go to get my fucking beer and they didn't have a man. I was like, whoa.
0: So <laughs> the relationship between religion and coping is the subject of a growing body of psychological research. For many people, religion appears to be an important resource in coping, and a number of studies have found that religious beliefs, practices, and relationships are commonly involved in the process of dealing with stressful life experiences. I feel like that would obviously be true for people like us and people listening to this podcast. And the article goes on to mention later that for some people, one of the only coping mechanisms that they have in their tool belt is religious instruction, especially if people haven't had the chance to read... You know, a self help book or psychology, you know. A lot of people's only tool is religion when it comes to coping. So we're
1: not talking. We're talking specifically organized religion? No. Oh, we're just talking about organized religion. spirituality beliefs. in general, oh, okay. but
0: they use the Roman Catholic Church um, members as the people of this study. Okay. And then they pulled from that the different ways that spirituality can be thought of.
1: Okay, keep going. I'm a little. I'm a little.
0: Fluid here. Furthermore, different kinds, <laughs> <laughs> different kinds of religious, <laughs> different kinds of religious coping efforts have been tied to the resolution of critical experiences. So basically, we do know that when you are going through something difficult and you need to cope, we know through studies that religion can help you cope through something through every step of the way. And not just re- religion is the word I'm using for spirituality here, and it's also the word okay, that, that they're using.
1: Okay, that's the preface. Okay. Just interrupting because I'm...
0: That's who you are?
1: Yeah. So, what are your go-to coping mechanisms?
0: Screaming into the void.
1: No, for real. Mm. Conscious or unconscious? Because sometimes I'll do something and I'll be in the middle of it and be like, oh, this is a coping mechanism.
0: I'd say my worst... I know my worst one. My worst coping mechanism is food. Food. Mm-hmm. And, like, comfort Same. foods and, like, mm-hmm. eating. Yeah. And if something is not going my way, like, I, for some reason, the act of eating mm-hmm. and, like, chewing and swallowing and just eating and eating yeah. and eating until yeah. I well, like I'm going to die. We both have
1: eating disorders. Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: so, doing that gives me, like, an immense amount of relief. But it doesn't help in the long term because then after I'm eating, I feel sick. And, yes. You know? But it does help that momentary rush.
1: Is there any sort of, like, maybe positive, more positive coping mechanism that you revert to whether subconscious mm, yes, or, or
0: conscious uh, i'd say surrendering things uh, doing like big picture thinking uh my, and then general beliefs i have about the justice of like final justice of the universe and once we die um and as time you passes will go to on and everyone
1: else will go to hell yes okay i believe
0: that <laughs> at the end everything kind of equals out
1: like there is no well, the such thing move.
0: as justice not being given in some form.
1: Mm. So I believe that justice in, for Johnny.
0: In the in the <laughs> end, I believe that all justice is served, no matter what, no matter the circumstance, and even if it's not in this life. Mm. And that is a huge coping thing for me. I because I don't get so stressed out about it. Mm. And not that I don't believe in justice in the here and now, obviously, but it is comforting to know something's beyond the scope of my abilities that maybe in the next life, someone that that has faced something terrible will get, will get justice. Mm, From who? Just anyone Mm. that's faced a tragedy deserves justice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So lukewarm, but I love it. Okay. Thank you so much for asking. I use Friends. Mm. Yeah, um, I have consciously yeah. and unconsciously used friends to cope um, as You're well. You're talking as... about the
0: television series. Oh, yeah, not my
1: actual life friends.
0: Yeah, I mean, no one thought that, but I thought maybe. No one thought I had friends, listener, right? Yeah. And they don't know much about
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> I did name my dog Phoebe, so that's all you really need to know. Um, yeah, no, I will, which is what's really problematic about. Um, When Friends was taken off of Netflix, no, he was blowing his nose. (laughs) George is in the other room blowing his nose, and Skylar just mouthed to me, "Was that a fart?" (laughs) (laughs) You're four. Um, No, because it was on Netflix, so I always just had it on my phone or the ability to put it on any TV. And now they took it off, and it's not on any streaming platform except for like I don't know, Peacock or something. Who the fuck? No. So, I have the box set, but like, i not every. I want to watch it on my phone all the time in the background. And so, I really feel like my coping skills have reverted to really negative, unhealthy coping skills since Netflix has taken, or Friends was taken off ne- uh, Netflix, if anyone's wondering. That's why I've been doing so poorly since then. Obviously, food. Obviously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean you know. Um uh, yeah, and uh drugs maybe?
0: Yeah, it's like yeah, drugs maybe, maybe. But no
1: not really. I feel like I just am a recreational user of you drugs know what's in so, general and I don't I don't sucks. feel like I've ever really used them as coping mechanisms. Be,
0: as, I think maybe I've I, met a subgenre of people like you yeah. and me. Where drugs don't actually make you feel better. No, they if don't. You're down. They
1: don't make me feel worse. They don't make me feel
0: worse. They just they kind don't of make are feel like better. a
1: neutral Yeah, no, I don't think so. Except for like
0: Well, sometimes Heavy pain medication. <laughs>
1: <laughs> bitch, I don't I don't, don't have I don't you know I don't have it I don't use it but I have had it I mean I uh-huh. just had a knee injury and it was one that of those things where like I didn't know how wonderful it was
0: to be relaxed to be for a like
1: on Norco when I was like <laughs> oh bitch like four hours in and I'm like to your day what have you endured (laughs) but um no you you gotta be really careful with that shit because it's so addictive but oh um, yeah super fun sometimes
0: religion can be part of every element of okay so you
1: want to keep going now yes
0: i'm gonna keep going we'll circle. we'll circle back okay Religion can be part of every element of coping. <laughs> Example, appraisals, coping activities, outcomes. Religion can shape the coping process and religion can be shaped in turn by the coping process. Now, this was something I thought was really interesting. I remember reading this part. Okay. So let me read that again. Religion shapes the coping process. So how you cope is shaped by whatever spirituality you have and fundamental beliefs that you have. Mm. However, in turn, your spirituality is shaped by the things you have to go through and cope with. So what is less clearly understood, however, is the part religion plays when problems arise in coping. It is often difficult to discern whether religion is a help or a hindrance to coping. For psychologists, an important question is a practical one. How do we evaluate the efficacy of religion in coping? To put it another way, how do we know whether religion is part of the problem or part of the solution when people encounter life crises? You
1: ask if their first name is Karen. Just kidding. Just kidding. Karen.
0: Just kidding. She listens.
1: Karen supports. <laughs> she, she gets it. She gets the joke. She understands.
0: The purpose of this article is to identify warning signs of problematic religious coping. <laughs> now, do you feel like... Yes. In your um, little... Sorry, little. let me just wipe Thank a glob so of sweat much. off of my Skinny. forehead. Just wipe it off on your new rug. Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe there's no amount with of sweat your... In your forehead that could have much of the sweat
0: in my ass crack right now. So with astrology, for instance, okay, is that something that you think you could piece together to help you cope with something?
1: I do it every single day.
0: Yes. But you didn't mention it.
1: Well, yeah, I guess I didn't really think <laughs> of it
0: it's so classic i know
1: i, just I only use it, it every day
0: I, I, well i
1: honestly like i was thinking of more of the abstract like what yeah. are the things that like people wouldn't like
0: yeah so because
1: like i felt like food astrology like we have a podcast like these things are outlets and coping mechanisms and like mm. I have therapy you know like those are the obvious like uh tarot you know but it's like what are the things God, i that, like have you,
0: obvious ones yeah i was I'm grasping like, at straws
1: friends you know what i mean I the like, tv I show cope. friends
0: <laughs> i cope some people I just use not.
1: tiktok like some people you know what i mean um well i think you use books <laughs>
0: oh yeah but yeah you really, read sometimes i read sometimes but if i'm really going through something or do you? it's hard to read oh Sad.
1: So sad. Maybe it's because you're fucking reading the most traumatic and emotionally damaging books. So you're like, it's so hard to read. But like, why don't you <laughs> read like... Only half so, of
0: them are like I that.
1: would say they're 90%. <laughs> Your Instagram stories is like, oh, a story about a queer, abused, you know, like, yeah. international spy who crypts me. And I was sobbing at the end <laughs> this book okay, made me there's sob there's literally
0: nothing better to me than sobbing while reading a book it's like my favorite thing that happens
1: i've never seen you cry i don't think well like fully like really. well no i have oh yes i have <laughs> memory, one time memory unlocked and it was very traumatic
0: for you wow. no you sitting next to me on the couch being like all right so you're okay <laughs>
1: literally that's no, how it I was happened like, it was so you're going to be fine do right Are for or, you like you're going to be okay you're
0: going to be okay <laughs> <laughs> clearly you had something else to do <laughs> yeah, <I> was anyways <laughs> so i skipped like a page and then i for some reason highlighted this so let's see why i thought this was important okay the first dimension i forgot to highlight something that would say what these dimensions are, but the first dimension of something concerns, problematic ends and is labeled wrong direction. The second dimension, wrong road, involves problematic means. And the third dimension against the wind describes conflict between individuals and their inter- interpersonal and ideological systems. Oh, and then it defines them. Wrong direction refers to religious involvement in goals or values that reflect an imbalance of self-concerns and concerns that go beyond oneself strict devotion to a particular end at the exclusion or devaluation of other values is problematic. As Pargament in 1992 notes, the search for meaning divorced from other values becomes obsessive. The desire for intimacy unmitigated by broader concerns turns into dependency and enmeshment. The commitment to a better world disconnected from other purposes in living becomes misguided and destructive. So it looks like wrong direction, is this idea of over committing to an ideal and then once you over commit to an ideal the ideal itself isn't separate from the rest of the world mm. so if you're really committed to something and you ignore everything else you can never truly reach that ideal because you're going in quote unquote the wrong direction okay by being over identifying with the value And ignoring too many other ones, then you'll never understand the true nuance of things. I thought that was kind of interesting. Just as a general idea and concept. Any thoughts about that? No. Me either.
1: Cool.
0: So the wrong dimension... (laughs) Wait, the wrong direction dimension (laughs) consists of items from three domains. The first domain, self-neglect involves an overemphasis on religious, congregational, or spiritual values to the neglect of other needs. The second domain, self-worship, involves an overemphasis on personal goals and values to the neglect of religious and spiritual ends. And the third domain, religious apathy, involves a religiously based devaluation of self and others. In each case, the individual using these forms of religious coping can be seen as heading towards potential trouble. Now, I thought that that those were interesting, especially the religious apathy one, where uh, devaluation of self and others.
1: Basically, like, you're like, my ideals are so set in stone and above everything that, like, because you aren't on it i'm devaluing your my connection with you because you're not on my level but also because it's
0: apathy and it's religiously based it's making me think that it's also the idea that we're all the same spiritually so Mm -hmm. no one's more special but no one's less special so just the feeling of apathy
1: (laughs) okay so
0: it looks like are you would you consider yourself more first domain self-neglect or second domain self-worship
1: obviously self-worship
0: um yeah me too
1: because apparently I'm a narcissist so
0: that's since <laughs> I
1: was like since when? I wasn't clinically diagnosed but
0: Uh-oh. some people
1: have some things to say
0: still so here are some examples of self-neglect tell me if you relate to any of these one desi- decided to devote all of my time to my spirituality
1: literally probably yeah
0: <laughs> Two. Realize that my own desires were trivial and that the only thing that counts is getting to heaven. <laughs>
1: okay. Okay. Me. <laughs> no, because you're so fucking full of yourself. You're like, it doesn't matter going. what I do. Like I'm so pure that I'm just gonna be automatically.
0: Wait, this next it. one is this next one is Im- Imogen. Three. Okay. Decided to sacrifice my own interests and live only for God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, bitch. hey Imogen!
0: Four, decided to stop taking care of myself and focus only on what God wants.
1: Okay. Can't
0: relate to that. I would never. realized the world is not important to me and decided to spend all of my energy serving God. (laughs) No.
1: Okay, and God in this could mean anything. Yeah, and it could mean anything. Satan...
0: Saying, nothing like, you could, you could
1: be atheist it's, it could mean like just the possibility of your ultimate end
0: your ultimate higher being
1: okay whatever that means for here you here
0: is some of the problems with self-worship one des- self-worship
1: there's no problem
0: one decided to turn away from god and live for myself alone okay do you think that that could truly be an issue in every circumstance i feel like potentially not i don't know because I've seen. I don't some, think I,
1: I. understand. Like I can't even imagine.
0: Like turning away from God and living, like worshiping yourself, basically.
1: Bitch, that sounds so
0: hot. Doesn't that sound sounds kind of sounds
1: cool? So hot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I mean, but.
0: Is this in this con? I guess throughout the context of this study, people that experience that. I mean, that people
1: who are atheists and
0: stuff like that. That can worship themselves.
1: I mean. Yeah. Basic. Isn't that what that is? Like.
0: Not necessarily.
1: Oh. Is, like, worshiping yourself, like, your belief that you are God? Maybe. Okay, then that's me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's see what else self-worship has to offer. Okay. Two, realize that nothing counts in the world but me, not even God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, but again, move. So, believing that you
0: are literally worth more
1: than God. <laughs> like, those people that are, like... I am Jesus resurrected. I have the message. Like.
0: Which is goals, by the way, uh, but. Again, I don't know. Feels like you a little bit. Three. Decided to look out for myself alone and no longer worry about morality. I can see why that one would be an issue. Like believing that, or being to a point of like self-obsession and self-worship where you no longer feel like you ever need to think about morals or ethics.
1: Literally Amber Heard. Oh, God. She's like, I have freedom of speech and i was like okay but you can't just go spitting on people with your words and be yes. like i'm an american i can see freedom is speech four <laughs> can you tell all i want to do is talk about the child
0: <laughs> decided to start caring about me and stop caring about god five decided to reject my relig- religious beliefs and focus only on my own pleasures that's a big that, mood. Again, sounds so hot. Sounds so hot. Okay, <laughs> let's take the best ones from that list. These are the ones that I would choose. Okay. Um, realizing that nothing counts in the world but me, not even God. And five, rejecting my religious beliefs and focusing only on my own pleasures.
1: <laughs> you know what I want my spiritual journey to look like in terms of like religion or whatever? Mm-hmm. You know, like the aura, the energy, the essence, the confidence, and the direction that Miss Piggy has. Yes, that is what I am trying to embody.
0: Like, not there's not only presence, there's a self awareness of her own Self-aware- pleasures, of her own desires, self, her own needs. Yeah, she's in tune with the needs of the body. Curmy, <laughs>
1: oh Curmy! Like I, I want to feel the way Miss Piggy feels. She has an aura about herself and her loved ones, and how she feels about those who get in her way and who make her mad, because. Miss Piggy also has a violent rage that I admire. Yeah. And she knows what she wants and she knows how to get it. And honestly, I think my religion stems from Miss Piggy. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Okay.
0: Here is religious apathy.
1: Are we still going?
0: Yeah, we're still going. go ahead. One, lost interest in God, other people, myself, and everything else. Okay. Two, God showed me that life is pointless, so I decided to give up trying. Three, became so fed up with God and the world and stopped caring about what happens. And then blah, 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 blah. So, wrong road, which is like this concept we've been talking about. These are like the ways that you can go down the wrong road. Mm. Literally, those are all the ways that it was saying that once you kind of get too identified with one of those issues, you start heading in the wrong freaking direction. Mm. And that's when, especially if those beliefs come about because of your spirituality, if one of those beliefs arise arises, it'll just take you way out to left field and you'll never cope again. Mm. So wrong road appraisals are not faulty because they are religious, but because they neglect other potentially appropriate explanations. An example is a man who makes an error of explanation by attributing negative life events exclusively to punitive gods, other people or to himself. For example, a husband believes his wife's cancer is due to his own sins.
1: Yikes.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. While ignoring other explanations.
1: Like science. Like
0: science. Another wrong road may involve an error of religious control, such as the mother of a child suffering from a treatable illness who refuses medical attention Mm -hmm. and relinquishes control of the situation to a god. Yeah. Still, another wrong road may involve errors of religious moderation. Here, religion is taken to excess, as Mm -hmm. is the case of fanaticism in the name of reasonable goals.
1: Yeah, we have kind of, like, a situation that's arose with a friend of ours who had some medical complications where, like, he literally died and was, like, paddled, like, ten times and, like, his chances of surviving were so little and it's crazy that he's okay and suffered, like, zero brain damages and stuff like that. And, uh, there's a friend... a friend? There's someone in our awareness that has said things similar to... If this doesn't make you believe in God, I don't know what will, and it has it has um, triggered like a lot of us in the sense of like okay, but like
0: but like modern science, science you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Um Not to say that like if you believe in God, that that means that it
0: it wasn't yeah like God it couldn't be science
1: and some sort of outside circumstance, but it's like that's the extremism of like yeah when people if say like, this will you, make you
0: believe, I'm just will yeah, like
1: won't. or like yeah uh, you know the extremism of like the only possibility and the only explanation
0: of this was that's insane to me. that. Um, that
1: know. is that, like, I feel like those ideals where it's like, you know, you start to, you know, whatever. Anyways, um, maybe I shouldn't have said that, but I did. So it's fine. <laughs> um, I find it very like problematic and, um,
0: absolutely also
1: takes away the intense, like, uh, um, strength of that, that our friend's personal body that, like, he himself was able to make it out of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're taking all of his hard work and his Stuff. body and, and soul's, like, journey to heal himself, like... And making you know, it about and you making and your it beliefs. About, yeah, it, and making it about your religion is, like, just really icky. So
0: anyways let's see there is this one last little dimension about okay. like doubts that i thought was interesting and i wanted to know if you've ever like come across any of these thoughts
1: okay
0: one questioned whether god even exists
1: well i think that's natural for That's everyone.
0: natural for everyone i've met a few people that have said that they've always believed and that they've never felt like god didn't exist like it Mm. Like they've never had an atheistic thought. They have obviously thought maybe they don't know exactly yeah. what God is, but they've never wavered with this idea that maybe there just is nothing beyond what we can see. Interesting. And study.
1: Maybe I have. Maybe I'm like that. I don't know. I'd have to think back, and I- that's too much work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'd say I've definitely had periods of my life where I was like, um, "There's only the natural world. There's yeah. nothing beyond the scope of." what we conceive, that doesn't make it less spiritual per se, but that doesn't mean that there is some sort of intelligence that permeates the universe either.
1: Okay. certainly you've never been to Area 51.
0: Yeah. Okay. You're so right. Except for the aliens. (laughs) Two, had doubts about my specific faith. So like, have you ever had doubts about the way that you were doing things or feeling like oh my god oh
1: yeah obviously like at one point I literally was well I've talked about like me going to like catechism and getting baptized so I could be on the fucking church basketball team yeah on the
0: basketball team
1: yeah so like obviously I had doubts there (laughs) of like whether I was like doing this for the right reasons (laughs) but it was because I was not doing it for the right
0: reasons Am i doing this for the right reasons (laughs) even while you know you're doing it
1: (laughs) I think something, and maybe this is, like, a big topic to talk about and not really go into, but I'm just going to do it anyways.
0: Yeah, go for it.
1: Um, I think I have a lot of doubt sometimes when I think about the different types of astrology. um, Because I wouldn't say, like, astrology is my religion, but I would say, like, the planets and, and are gods to me. You mm. know, I do see them as, like, entities that I worship in some sense. And... It's interesting because Vedic astrology or, you know...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's so many different ways that astrology is used. Different ways and, of
0: telling the same stories. Right?
1: Yeah, and it's it's harder when you are trying to learn a specific tool or a specific language and that there is another tool or language that is about the same thing but is completely different. And not saying that, like, Vedic and wh- whatever is, is different. It's just... I mean, it is different, but it doesn't negate that either can be true. It's just there's it. It brings up more doubt for me that there's so many systems to the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I find the most like shaken or doubt in what I do. But even then, it should kind of, if you think about it from a broader perspective, it should just honestly solidify more yeah. that like so many different um, areas around the world, cultures, times, and histories have used the same idea of the stars or the planets mapping certain things also
0: it makes sense like you using the more like western one and then the other people use like they just reflect different cultural systems and different like the fundamental everydayness of some people's lives is so different yeah it just makes sense that you would have to have more than one system exactly right exactly how could there even be one right three felt that my whole religious approach to life was thrown into confusion (laughs) um yeah sometimes four had difficulty gaining comfort from my religious beliefs have you ever like found it difficult to gain like immense comfort and like security from what you believe to be true
1: well i mean i study astrology and the planetary transits haven't been too kind to us lately in the last few years so yeah (laughs) I'm going to say the grand conjunction with Pluto, Saturn, and Jupiter all in the sign of Capricorn bringing on all of the things with the election and the pandemic wasn't the most comforting belief system to track. Mm-hmm. It was um such a beautiful gift of like confirmation and validation that the tools that I use in so many different ways are like linking up to real life things, but it wasn't like comforting. Like yeah, it wasn't absolutely. like it didn't like make me feel good, you know. Uh yeah. <laughs> so but I don't know if it's supposed to. Like life is not like I don't want a belief system or, you know, a spirituality or religion that or just whatever. That just like isn't
0: comfort you. Yeah.
1: I don't I don't Something
0: bigger than that.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so
0: it doesn't just comfort you, it punishes you. I mean, Saturn <laughs> is
1: literally like, bitch, what? Do you want to, like, level up or not? Because I'm going to make you, anyways. It's like, no.
0: Yeah, be... So I thought that was interesting. Now, did I forget to hire, like, what was I? Th- I just That's all did... right. We can move on. Yeah, we can totally move on. <laughs> so, like, well, how It's m- funny
1: because speaking of doubt. Uh huh. Um. I've had a lot of doubts lately.
0: About what? <laughs> Thank
1: you so much for asking. About literally everything. Um, I have. This just turns into me <laughs> as being a therapy
0: <laughs> session. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hot in here. I
1: know. It's okay. Um, <laughs> sorry. I'm. sorry. Uh, I feel. I really feel like I'm outside of my body right now. I've been having a lot of doubts. And I feel like I'm at this weird swirly coming out of eclipse season in the midst of a Mercury retrograde that is taking place on my sun and my moon simultaneously. Like it's started in Gemini, then it retrograded back on uh, Taurus and then it's going to move forward into Gemini. And then it's just like so much is happening, right? (sighs) Um, But I feel as though I am at this weird shift and I want to talk for the rest of the podcast about doubt, about synchronicities, and about the ebbs and flows of actually your, your spirituality. So it's kind of like just piggybacking off of a lot of the stuff that you've had. But I'll give you again the preface of why mm-hmm. I got to the place that I'm at. Um, I had a therapy session with my incredible therapist who I've been seeing for years now. And he works with um, hypnosis and things like that. Um, we did this... You know, uh, inner work to really tap into these feelings that I've been having of self doubt and um, um, shame and things like that for not being able to produce and to connect to the business right now. Like, that's just the vulnerability that I'm kind of like mm-hmm. saying on this podcast is like my business, I love it and it's going well, it's just not clicking and it's not elevating, and I feel lost of what to do with it, and so. As soon as there's a little bit of doubt in there, it's caused me to, like, basically be like, what am I doing? And I know that that's a natural rhythm sometimes with businesses. Businesses ebb and flow. Things ebb and flow in life. Anyways, we did this. Also,
0: times are freaking tough out there right now. Literally.
1: You know, and this is me. I'm in the first year. Um, uh, I'm still in the first year, technically, of um, my business. So, I'm still learning, like, are there better months or slower months or things I should be focusing on. But um, anyways, that's a whole other side conversation, really. Mm. It's just like that's kind of where we that's why we were talking about it in therapy. He had me close my eyes and he had me kind of think about um, confidence or self-worth and self-doubt. And in my mind, I had this like very visceral visual experience where there was a line drawn in between in the center of my vision and the right side was pitch black and the left side was white and he had me envision something of self-doubt like give me an image give me like a picture of something that you can equate to self-doubt and immediately I saw an oyster that was open with a beautiful pearl in it and this oyster was so detailed and so highly like you know, intricate and so visceral
0: mm-hmm. that I was
1: very confused because I'm like, okay, but, but why? This why was this symbol? And he's like, it's okay, stick with it. We're gonna get to it. And then he asked me for you know, confident self worth, and I was like the crown emoji, and I was like, because I don't know, I just feel like a crown <laughs> like and is such a cool like
0: an emoji. You know what I
1: mean? I was like, I'm always gassing people up. I'm always like using the crown as like, yes, queen, you're killing it, royal, like king, like. Success, Mm -hmm. Like, I use the crown emoji to, like, make people feel like they're succeeding or making them feel like they're doing good. And also, I use it for myself as well, like, king or queen or whatever.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. That one made sense to me. Um, So, we started, like, talking about, you know, self-doubt and the understanding that self-doubt is really a tool, which is why I didn't, like, envision, like, a skull or, like, something, like, a broken heart or something like that. Like, it was... Ultimately, something beautiful and precious that is made over time but that is an opportunity for me to see where I'm fearing or where my insecurities are or where my room for improvement is needed. So that whole transformation and conversation is wrapped up in that. However, since then I have had, it's like a switch has been turned on. I don't know if you have felt this in your life where there's periods in which you feel like the ebbs and flows of your spiritual connection or even like metaphysical, like woo woo connections are turned on or turned off. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for the last almost year and a half, since we moved out of the um, house we were in before we went to Florida, I feel like most of my spirit connections have been turned off. And when we moved back here, it felt a little bit more like coming to center, but I still haven't felt like super tapped into like, spirit Mm -hmm. stuff and since then it has been turned on i am seeing oysters with pearls in them everywhere like when i tell you everywhere so i'm just gonna say one more thing and then i'm gonna like ask you some questions like around this topic like i went so like literally the next day i went to um a tarot store out in rochester which is about an hour away from where we're at on a date with our friend jessica for my birthday she bought me like a tarot reading and she bought herself a medium reading and um i was walking in the store and i saw this sticker and it was it's an oyster with a pearl in it and i was like oh my god that's so crazy and i like sent a picture to my therapist i was like wow that's so cool that they have this i'm gonna get it look what i just found i'm gonna use it as like you know a symbol tool now to be like here's self-doubt but it's you know Mm -hmm. whatever whatever Then I had the Heavenly uh, Bodies Astrology deck in my hand and I was debating on whether to get it. I was talking to the store owner who was like really cool because the creator wasn't making it to make money. They were making it to teach themselves astrology and then they chose to publish it. I was like, I'm going to get it. I think it's really cool. Went to the checkout counter, had the deck face down so I could see the back of it up. And on the back, I haven't opened it yet, but on the back, there's Messy. a card.
0: Is that an oyster that with has a pearl in like it?
1: Venus with an oyster open with a pearl on it. And I literally was buying the the oyster and pearl, you know sticker along with it and I was like, what the fuck, right? This was for my birthday. again, I know I'm talking a lot about me, but this is like the lead up again of why mm-hmm. I've been thinking a lot about this. I just had my birthday, which means I have a new Time Lord, and my new Time Lord is Venus. And I've been asking to connect with and learn more about Aphrodite, about Venus, about Isis, about, you know, all of these different cultural symbologies to, like, Venus and the energy of Venus. And one of the symbols of that is, like, the the oyster. If you think about the famous painting of Venus standing Mm -hmm. in the shell... um,
0: she is the pearl. She
1: is the pearl. Do you know what I mean? And so I'm like, okay, that's so weird that my subconscious or that maybe spirit has given me this message. Um and now I'm linking so weirdly to this random to me what feels like very random symbolism.
0: I'm going to walk in. Tomorrow you're just going to be I'm going to be, a shocking gonna be an here. oyster. <laughs>
1: I'm just going to be doing an interpretive dance.
0: <laughs> or I walk in and you're just standing inside of a giant oyster.
1: <laughs> Honestly, there has been... I, w- I could probably tell you, and I'm not going to waste the time because I want to have this be an open conversation. Um, there's been like maybe five or six really intense ways, other than those that I already gave you, in which since last Thursday, I have now just all of a sudden feel like I turned the dial up on my synchronistic or like my deja vu or like my... You know my my spiritual groove, up to like the dial was at like maybe like a 2.53 on a scale of 10, and now it's like an 11. Everything I do, everything I read, everything I say, has now felt like something bigger is taking over in that play. So I love that mm -mm. feeling. What's what's better? And so I guess I just want to like talk about. I have I have another example of one of the weird things that's happened to me, but before because it's separate from the oysters um i just wanted to kind of ask you some of the things like do you agree with the idea the concept of like your spirituality or your connection to things that are divine or magical or whatever ebbing and flowing and where are you at currently in that ebb and flow
0: four and uh so you know like when you say ebb and flow Mm -hmm. which one's the good. Which one's the bad? Is it ebb that's bad and flow that's good? Well, like I'm an ebber, <laughs> <laughs> not a flower. Um. Or is it I'm an ebber, not a flower?
1: Well, I would think of it more as like a high tide, low
0: tide. Which one's low, flow? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't
1: Speaking have to of which be black asks or the real question. Yeah, it doesn't have to be black or white like that. Um, even though I literally described it as black or white. I'm an ebb. It's more so like. You know. I usually am
0: in on one extreme, and I don't actually flow like a tide. Yeah. I will stick at one for way too long.
1: Mm.
0: And instead of keeping that good rhythm, yeah. like the rest of nature, I tend to stick at one extreme and then fly to the other one.
1: Okay. What, what does it feel like or what circumstances have you run into in which you are fighting against the natural rhythm where like maybe you're trying to force things to happen and it's just not or like you know you mm. want that feeling of it clicking and it's not like what is that how does that feel for you or is there any like circumstances in which you like where you're remember? trying to feel
0: spiritual but it's just not happening yeah all the time <laughs> really oh no <laughs>
1: What is the uh, last time that you felt really genuinely like linked in to
0: that time that you and I were floating in the ocean.
1: <gasps> I will, That's a core memory, dude. <laughs> that is a that core memory. That is a memory. core fucking memory. Dude.
0: And I'd say that, that was the last time where I was like, holy shit, I'm being like carried by the water so, goddess right now. I'm so
1: glad we moved you know?
0: back. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, since then I've been dead.
1: It's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I've had some like really like great moments since mm. then. But that was like the last time where I felt like I was linked up with something. And it felt like something was happening mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So for me those experiences don't come all, all all that often but when they do come they're core memories. Yeah. Like they don't go away.
1: Right. Okay. So are there any symbol like when you connect to things are there certain symbols or concepts or Words or consistencies at all that you have connected to because I'm very like I'm a symbol heavy person, Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, either certain words or certain symbols or certain you know, I don't know, synchronicities that feel like they're connecting really have been one of my ways that helped me feel plugged in. Like, do you have stuff like that? If so, what are they? I
0: have one that's popped up in the last year or so that has been extremely random.
1: A golden dildo.
0: God, I wish, just like uh, a cane or a walking stick, whoa, or something that helps people with like mobility. mobility. And I keep. Obviously, it's a common image.
1: Yeah, because you're working at an old folks. home. I also home. work
0: at an old folks home, and ever since I started working there, is when I just start to feel like I've been seeing it everywhere. Yeah. But I also kind of connect it with this idea that you are cane of like the biblical idea of a staff too like Moses' staff and his walking stick
1: or the hermit
0: or the hermit uh oh there's other examples in tarot and basically any of the wands cards where they're holding they're holding their sticks (laughs) (laughs)
1: that feels on brand
0: (laughs) But especially especially a cane.
1: Right. I what do you feel like, feel? like? Have you looked into that? Or have you just like been aware of it?
0: I've just been aware of it. I haven't even thought of looking up what it means. I've just been like, oh, there's... But
1: you don't necessarily even have to look up what it means, but like... what? Yeah, or get some like, ideas have, and like, inspiration. Do you like an instinct of like what that is saying to you? Or, <laughs> sorry, if that's like too personal, I'm just...
0: Um, gosh, I've literally never thought about it. But as I sit here looking at it objectively and logistically, yeah. it's saying that I think I might need some sort of like support. To move myself forward with something.
1: That was the most vulnerable and raw thing I've ever heard you say on the fucking podcast. <laughs> I'm triggered for you and I'm so proud of you. <laughs> let, me, let me know what I can do to support you like a cane, okay?
0: Thanks, <laughs> Bill Walker.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean... So I had... Okay. <sighs> I have not I've never really moved forward in putting myself out there I've been very conscious online to be very mm, planned and very like specific about the spirit connections that I've had because that is something so very vulnerable to me and so very like near and dear to me that like I'm very worried about how i will be perceived or the way that it might change my view on things by putting those mm-hmm. spirit things out there like i did a little series years ago where i like just kind of like kind of like told the weird things that happened and whatever but it other than that like i don't talk and i don't say that i'm a medium because it's not something that i'm actively practicing it's not an active part of my mm-hmm. business per se like i don't do medium readings but like there are clairvoyant or claire sentient there's there's the claire's at work
0: within what I do.
1: You know what I mean? There are Claire Danes. There's an claire... image of you
0: at a Claire's getting your ear <laughs> <laughs> I work at
1: a, I work at Claire's. Um, <laughs> I'm a hot topic gal. Um, but I swear I don't know what it is since this dial's been turned up I feel one step in another reality. So, like, mm-hmm. okay, so, for example, um, our friend Jessica, who lost her husband to COVID, got a medium reading, um, and I was very aware that I felt, like, in tune with things before she even went into this meeting, Blah 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 blah, but I was like, it's not. It's not about my tools and gifts. Like it's about mm-hmm. you know what her experience was and all of this. And it was really interesting. The next day we were at like a little get together at our friends, and I was in the bathroom, and I was thinking about her reading while I was like washing my hands and stuff. And I was like, it's been so long since I've tried to connect with someone that's actually crossed over, in real terms of someone else. I was like, I wonder if I could even still do that anymore and how the spirit symbols would come across to me and all of those things. I was like thinking in my head, like what? It
0: would freak me out.
1: I was like, if I could have a name of somebody that is crossed over or something that's crossed over in connection to somebody that's actually here, what would that name be? And I literally heard Ginger and I was like, "That's just because I like ginger." You know what I mean? Like, if we I just had, ate ginger. I li- chews. Oh my god! No, and so like, I immediately was like, kind of like making myself feel doubted. Like, I was like, "That was so fucking stupid, Sam." Ginger. Literally, you're just <laughs> thinking of words. You know what I mean? I was like, okay, forget that. I'm not gonna be like walking There's up the ginger
0: shoot like, in your mouth. Do you
1: know somebody named Ginger? Like, what is this Gilligan's Island? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like.
0: Samantha Caputo.
1: <laughs> Who died of the ginger chew.
0: <laughs>
1: so anyways, I wash my hands. I'm like walking out. I'm like forgetting this little conversation I had in my head. I sit down at this like gazebo thing that they have outside. This little It has a beautiful little fire table. Mm-hmm. And there was this new couple that we were talking to. And... Um, they were going over like, um, their animals that had like that, that they've had. Cause they were holding one of our other friends' dogs. And they were like, we have this dog and this dog. We've had this cat. We've had this cat. And I walk back and they're talking about this cat that they had for like 20 fucking years that got really sick or whatever. And they ended up, I don't know. Don't tell me. And they were like, yeah, our cat ginger who crossed over. <laughs> and I was like. I literally washed my hands.
0: contacted you.
1: Came back. Well, no, I don't know if the cat contacted me. I was like, that's so sick. Skylar, this hasn't been the first time that cats have contacted me in spirit form. I don't know what it is about the feline race. I told you about the thing with Allison's apartment, remember? I know, right? Um, No, it was just so fucking weird because I remember literally saying, like, if there was a name that I could have in connection to somebody who's here what would that name be? So do I think the cat said like, my name is thinking that's a really or if easy it was way like, of easing
0: you into that though.
1: I know. And I, and so I don't know if it was my spirit guides. I don't know if it was, you know, I don't know if it was just like spirit in general or if it's just like me picking up on knowing something. But when I tell you it wasn't even five fucking minutes washing my hands Coming out to the table, sitting down, immediately forgetting that conversation I had with myself, and listening to Jim
0: this. Gemini literally
1: I guess. listening to these people, and then they're like, you know, our dear cat that we have for twenty years, or whatever it was, and they were like, Ginger, and I'm like, I literally said, I'm like, you did not just say that, and they're like, yeah, I'm like, I know this sounds so stupid, but I just like heard the name Ginger in my head when I was in the bathroom, like, and. I don't know Imagine how to say that. No, no, I don't. I don't know how to say that. Especially because I yeah. don't know these people. I don't know their beliefs or whatever. But I was, I was freaked out. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to be the, you know, the Tyler Henry, you the Teresa just, Caputo. You I was just like, fall
0: to the floor and like. I was honestly like, I,
1: I honestly was like mad at them yeah. in a way because I was like, how fucking dare you, like. Freak me out like this. Like, wh- like, what do you mean your cat? Your dead cat's name no. is Ginger. I just heard the fucking name Ginger in the... Ginger light. was
0: just here. Ginger, you don't understand. You, know you she, just missed her. She loves her. you and misses you. <laughs> I was, I really she was, I right. was so... Ass-
1: she's jealous you holding the dog. <laughs> I see a okay, dog. Listen, I was... I was honestly... I was like, no. That didn't just yeah. fucking happen. Which is crazy because I literally know that I... I have had that ability. I've literally had conversations with people where I didn't know anything Stuff like about that them. Came through and over. I'm like, what's the symbolism of this specific word? And they're like, that's the name of the street that she lived on, or whatever. Like, I know I can do that. It's just something that I don't actively pursue. And it feels like I can't escape it right now. So maybe I should just lean into it. And I guess that's where we'll leave. The podcast. Have you ever had any connections like that, I guess? Let me move it to you so I'm not just talking the whole time. It's just, this has been very, very, like, taking over my life in the last week or so. And it feels like, you know. You want to know, I'm going to give you another example, too, if you can't think of anything like that. Do you have any, like, idioms or, um, like, sayings that repeat themselves or anything, like, lately or,
0: you know... Yeah. So um, I've been thinking a lot of number. Highfalutin? Highfalutin. What does the that The word mean? highfalutin.
1: What does that even mean?
0: Um. When I was little, we would say he's a highfalutin cowboy. Oh, like a rootin' tootin' cowboy? A rootin' tootin' highfalutin, specifically, is the phrase.
1: Wait, really?
0: Yeah. So, like, you'd say he's a rootin' tootin' highfalutin' cowboy. And that's wow. the complete phrase. Okay. And ever since... Uh, I've never Imogen, heard this Imogen, a few weeks ago, sent me the word highfalutin. It's her fault, always. And she was like, do you know this? Or whatever. Yeah. I think it was a Texas book that she was reading. I was like, of course I fucking know highfalutin. Yeah. I'm from Texas.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm a highfalutin cowboy. Okay. And ever since she did that, I've been seeing that word everywhere. Mm. But only because. But is it because she mentioned it and highfalutin is around us? Right now it's in your
1: consciousness. Now it's in my
0: consciousness. I'm right. seeing it everywhere. But also... No. Right. Highfalutin is, is not, not a everyone. word that I've people I've literally never ever heard use. that word.
1: Never heard that word. Never? I mean, I'm from Michigan. I don't think I've ever heard that word.
0: Start looking.
1: Okay. Well, see that's the thing too, right? Like these this like oyster and a pearl. Like it's not like it's like a something so random. You know, oysters with pearls. It's it's a, it's something that is often depicted. So am I just noticing it like when you get a new car? And you can't not notice that car on the road now where, like, you never noticed never it before. Never ever saw it
0: before in your life. You know,
1: is it one of those things? Well, I, I'm i telling you the feeling within me feels different than that. And the whole confirmation and backing up of situations like the ginger scenario where literally a cat was <laughs> telling me that it was present and here. Ginger
0: was here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: When I tell you, I literally was like, no, you did not just say that. And they're like, what? I was like, I don't fucking know, man. I don't know. I heard Ginger in the bathroom. I don't know. Like, I, like literally the name Ginger came to my mind, and I don't know why. I thought it was a human. Apparently it's a fucking cat. <laughs> and I was, like, so worried that they were going to judge me. And the man was like, like, they paused. They looked at each other. They said something. And then he turned back at me. And I thought he was going to say something maybe this was me just being, like, Mm -hmm. insecure. I thought he might have said something that might have made me feel weird. But he goes, are you clairvoyant? And I was like, first of all, this grown man, like, asking me if I was clairvoyant. That would send me to the fucking clouds. That was so cute. And I was like, I mean, I, yeah, I guess. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. And then, like, that was it. I feel like if I would have said, like, yes, I am, and, like, known and used that tool... That they would have been open to hearing what I had to say if there was anything else to say.
0: About ginger,
1: I feel like this is a full circle <laughs> moment about the self doubt of like being able to just like yeah. have confidence in what's happening. You to really me.
0: just never know what's gonna come your way ultimately.
1: You don't know. Is there a cat?
0: Like it's cats, the oh, word hyphalutin. Like you just, it's all so random and pointless, and it all points to something bigger. And, and what is that? I'm not sure. And we don't get to pick what that bigger thing is. It's just
1: fucking weird, man. Anyways, uh, I really wanted to just touch on, you know, things like synchronicities and the ebbs and flows of feeling connected because this ties you into your spiritual practice. us know, in the comments, if you're an ever or
0: flower. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> do that um there's no way to comment on our
0: podcast oh yeah i forgot <laughs> <laughs> just actually beam it to one of us and we'll try and pick it up if
1: you choose a symbolism like ginger like send it in oh, cat yeah. if form you and send i'll us know a it
0: ginger chew you're an Eber. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're a cowboy you're a flower
1: anyways i just thought it ties in a lot with this concept of uh, you know sometimes our spiritual our religious or even our just day-to-day consciousness, oh, like our self-awareness and things like that. Sometimes it comes easy and sometimes it doesn't. Eh? Sometimes you come in and sometimes you come up. <laughs> Thanks to you know our
0: supporters. Who,
1: you know who are the ebbers and flowers of this podcast? Mm-hmm. Our supporters! Okay,
0: but on God, ebbers and flows. <laughs>
1: On ginger. <laughs> on highfalutin ginger. Uh, high
0: ginger. May These... she rest in pieces. <laughs> I
1: think they found her in the in the ceiling no, tiles didn't. of a basement.
0: <laughs> no, they didn't. She, she was didn't. in pieces?
1: I no, I don't know. I was like, did I just get.
0: <laughs> did I just pick up on her? <laughs>
1: Wait, they talked about two cats. I can't remember if Ginger was the one they found in the basement. Who was standing. found in
0: pieces in the
1: ceiling? <laughs> or, or if it was the one that they said their son or someone came in and was like petting the cat in the bed. And they're like, why is it hard and cold? No. I was like, she's sleeping.
0: <laughs> That's Horrible. Oh
1: Wait, they said that they had one of the cats and they wanted to bury it in the backyard, but it was winter, so they put it in the freezer for, like, five months. Until
0: <laughs> the ground thawed? Yeah, they
1: took it out of the
0: freezer. What right you here. just re- <laughs> Can you imagine reaching around Fluffy to get the ice cubes?
1: Stop! We're not even knowing. It's, like, in a trash bag. And you're, like...
0: I was thinking, yeah, it was just on like the show. You're, like, going to
1: get the ice... <laughs>
0: Not even in a bag.
1: <laughs> I can't. Oh, my God. The images that are coming up on my brain.
0: Put a lean cuisine well, on thank her. you
1: so much to these lovely cats on a freezer. Thank you. <laughs> um, thank you, Julie C., Anna M., Heather A., Alyssa S., Rebecca PK, Teresa D., Dominic B., Melanie W., that listener, Catherine L., Jesse D., David B., and Karen are Karen mm-hmm. not that kind of Karen? Are
0: thank, thank you, you guys, so much to our supporters. So
1: much to our supporters, we love you very much and we appreciate you listening week after week. I don't know why you do, but you are doing the Lord's work. Um, and um, yeah, okay. That's it! <laughs> if you would like a medium reading, let me know. I haven't even stopped pressing record
0: yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> how
1: would you like like
0: to- a little inside sneak peek. Literally,
1: Skylar is so stuck on the numbers. We're like, what timestamp is it? What we stopped how long was that? How long was that? Okay. I, I like anyways, a good round number. If you had to guess, as you said that I should have stopped it because it was exactly one hour and five minutes, but now it's not.
0: Okay. Okay. That's
1: fine. Okay, bye.
0: Goodbye.